You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Right now, it's time, and I'm so glad to have him back in the studio. He, of course, is so well-treated. Did you just spill water all over? Just dead help! <laughs> just don't let it get towards the computer, please. Okay. Uh, we need a rag over here. Here, I got an old rag. You can start. That's an old uh, window-cleaning rag. I don't know if I want that. Well, take it or leave it. You know, I bring him into my house. He's in my studio, and he wrecks everything. How did you dip your water over there, oh, General? Just, just easy. <laughs> gently. Oh, gently. Gently nothing. You need Moses to part the sea over there, for heaven's sakes. My books. You want me to take all the books off of there? Hey, that's... Now you're still knocking stuff over. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Mrs. History, if you're out there listening, you don't get sharp objects after 6 o'clock at night, do you? Or tall drinks. <laughs> you, you just tipped over a short one. I, I think we're good. Okay. Aye, aye, aye. Now, without further ado, let me reintroduce the man that is known as a, uh, uh, one of the worst things to sit down at your table. <laughs> Hello, Dr. History. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> well, not better than you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was nice out here, though. I, You know, driving out here, the beets, the corn. The, oh, it's growing. The spuds. Yeah. Beautiful farmland. Yeah. I, I love seeing that this time of year. You're heck on wheels if you had a pivot full of water. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Oh. <laughs> uh, Nice day, though. Hey, you by know. the way, real quick, before we go any further, you were up at uh, Henry's Lake last week. Henry's Lake, Island Park, and that's what we're going to talk was it, about. Was it cold? You know, it was a little chilly, but we've been there when there's been snow, and at least we didn't have snow. Yeah. So, yeah. but we had a good time. Good time. And by the way, we had uh, Sam Walker on, which is kind of related, I think, to Sam Walker Colt, and uh, did a good job last week. Interesting about the bunt line and everything, uh-huh. but not the same as having you in the studio t- tipping over water and making a mess. Well, I am one of a kind. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that may be good or bad. So, anyway, I just, you know, there's a lot of people that come out this way and they look at the big places, like Yellowstone yeah. and yeah. some of those places, but I want to take people to a little tour that I, places that I think is definitely worth going to uh, if you're out this way. And actually, uh, in our campground where we were, there were some people from Indiana. Really? And I visited with them for a few minutes, and I said, have you ever been here before? And they said, no. And I said, do you know what to go see? And they said, no. They thought maybe Yellowstone was it. Oh, so, you're kidding. So I explained to them some other things they could go do. And, you know, maybe there's some of our listeners out there, even from around this area, that are not aware of some of these places to yeah. go see. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we camped at a place called the Sawtell Campground, and it's right at Island Park, uh, right there at the Island Park Village. Now, a lot of people don't know that. The, the, let me just explain. This is about 20 minutes south of West Yellowstone. Right. right okay. Right. Now, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but yellow uh, that Island Park has the world's longest main street. 
I didn't know that. 36.8 miles. Wait a minute. And I'll explain to you why. Okay. Okay. In 1947, the Idaho liquor law prohibited sale outside city limits. So the businessmen and people of Island Park made a really, really long, long city limit. Really? So they can sell liquor. You're kidding me. <laughs> so, yeah. 30 so, how many miles? 36.8 miles of city limit, world's longest main street, so they can sell liquor all for 30, almost and, 40 and, miles. And every mile, there's people standing there with a smile on their <laughs> That's face. That's right. Yeah. It's a happy place. Yeah, it's a happy place. But anyway, so we're, I'm just going to tell you some fun things to go do and see when you get up there. Now, one of the places to go is a place called Johnny Sachs Cabin. Johnny Sachs Cabin. Now, have you ever heard of that, Zeb? You got Probably me on. The, you got me on this one. Okay. Now, have you heard of Big Springs? No? Okay. I think I have. Okay. So if you get to the actual Island Park Village area, you turn east and you go about five miles to what is called Big Springs. And you did this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do that every year. And this spring uh, actually produces 120 million gallons of water each day. Each day. To go where? Uh, Down the snake. Really? Yeah. And it's one of the 40 largest natural springs in the world. Does it come right out of the side of a cliff or something? No, it, or? it's just out of the, uh, you're at the base of a mountain, and it's just a big spring that comes right out of the Do a lot of, of people flat. go there oh, to yeah. see this? Yeah, a lot really? of people, yeah. Oh. Uh, it actually creates what they call Henry's Fork of the Snake River. I see. Okay. okay. And How big you, is the area itself? Uh, you know, it's not a big area. I'm going to say it's... Uh, uh, maybe 40 yards by, uh, oh my. across where the, maybe. Oh, that's not uh, very across. big at all, is it's it? It's not, but it's, it's a huge mountain and the most clear, beautiful, pure water. Now, when I was a kid, th- there was a, br- a bridge that you could stand on mm-hmm. and there were hundreds and hundreds of trout. Just beautiful, all sizes, small, big, everything. Can you fish there? No, you cannot. You cannot. And uh, so people would take bread and one thing or another and drop it down to the trout. And now the the trout, not so much. They're, yeah. they're not there. But yeah. if you follow this, uh, Henry's Fork of the Snake River, you come down. And for people who have never done this, you need to follow this because it forms what they call Upper and Lower Mesa Falls. Okay, now wait a minute. There's a highway or a road there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a dirt road. I see. Gravel okay. road. But if you go back out to the main road and head toward, head south, you can take a road that takes you past this Upper and Lower Mesa Falls, which is a, a spectacular falls. And they have a really fun uh, kind of museum visitor center there where they have, uh, for the kids, it's great because they have all these furs. Or uh, different things, and you try to guess what they are, and then you turn over a little thing, and oh, that's a bear, that's a fox, that's a whatever. Yeah. So it's a really a cool. Uh, is there a lot of walking, or is it fairly accessible not, no. for everybody? It's pretty accessible. Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, just drive there. But wow. anyway, so at this, uh, back to this uh, uh, Big Springs. Okay, Johnny Sachs uh, actually was born in 1884, came to the United States with his parents and four brothers and sisters from Germany when he was only six years old. Mm-hmm. They settled in. Indiana, but they made their way west uh, to a town called Ashton, and you know where that is. That's, uh, again, north of Idaho Falls, but not about halfway to to West Yellowstone. Anyway, along with his brother Andy, Johnny arrived in Island Park by passenger train during a blizzard in June. Passenger train where? Close. 
You know, there used to be a train that went uh, up that direction, clear into West Yellowstone. In fact, you can take your uh, four-wheeler or a bike or uh, whatever and ride the old rail bed. Really? All the way from Ashton, clear over to West Yellowstone. Oh, my. So, anyway, they arrived there. You didn't catch that blizzard in June? Yeah. Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> that was in 1909. There you go. And I've got to say, I have gone up there and uh-huh. ha- in June and have snow right. falling on it. Right. Anyway, they were going to raise cattle, and after years of working and serving in the military, he began making a living building furniture. Now, Johnny was uh, a little short, four foot eleven. He that little, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he leased this cabin site for four dollars and fifteen cents a year, and built this cabin right there at Big Springs. It's it's a beautiful little cabin, but during the winter he used to uh, snowshoe and cross country in to get his mail and to visit with friends. But uh, again, Johnny Sachs' cabin is located at Big Springs, which is five miles east of Max Inn on Highway 20 in Island Park. So uh, from Max Inn, it's only five miles over to it. Now, uh, for our listeners that don't know, Max Inn is just a a place right along that highway that goes to West Yellowstone. Right, right. So anyway, it's an interesting visit. You can go in there, and the woodworking he's done is just amazing, just all by hand. Now, I'm going to ask you an obviously stupid question. He was only four foot 11. 11. Yes. Did he make the cabin small (laughs) to entertain him? You know, it really was. But uh, for those of us that are not, uh, uh, how do you say it, height challenged, yeah. or, we, that are like how you and me. How tall are you? How tall <laughs> About are you? Five, eight. Oh, you're old. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But, Little you know, bitty guy. <laughs> you know, but it's, a, it's a, just a fun cabin. It has an upstairs. It has a deck to go out and look at. Uh, now, this is the original this cabin. This is the original cabin. Okay. So, so, people, if you go up that way, it's worth just to drive over there five miles off the road and look at Johnny Sack's cabin. So, anyway, now, um, as you're heading towards West Yellowstone, past, uh, you're going you're gonna to pass Island Park Village, right. and you're going to go uh, past what they call Henry's Lake, which yeah. is on your left, the on the west side. Yep. And as you get on the north side of Henry's Lake, there's a road that says Ennis, Montana. I've been there. So you take that left-hand turn, right. and you're going to drive over, I'm going to say maybe 8 or 9, maybe 10 miles, and you're going to come to a T. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you turn right, you're going to go towards Hebgen Lake and Quake Lake, which we're going to talk about. Okay. If you turn left, you're going to go over to Ennis, Montana. Right. Okay. So we're going over to Ennis, Montana. When you right. get into Ennis, Montana, you're going to take another left, and you're going to go over to these two ghost towns, Virginia City and Nevada City. Right. Now, you said you've driven through there. But I've driven through there. We went to a bull sale a couple of years in a row up in Ennis, Montana at the Goggins Ranch. Okay. Yeah. Well... And, you know, one thing I enjoyed about that drive, Zeb, is I look at the the valley and the mountains, and I'm, I always think of, you know, the the Indians that uh, that were there and the beauty of the, the country, just the to drive thing, through that. It's been so many years since I've taken that drive that way, uh, but I remember, and help me on this, there was a, a creek. Or a, a, well, there's the Madison River. Wasn't there some kind of a, well, anyway, I don't want to take your time, but I remember some kind of a creek that really kept winding and weaving back and forth or whatever. Yeah. I, Maybe I know, it was the Madison. I'm, it, I'm not too familiar yeah, with that. But it's big fly fishing yeah, country. Yeah. So, so anyway. Knievel Knievel was from up in there. 
Really? I believe so, yeah. You better check that out. That's your assignment. No, he used to live up there, Really? Think, in that area. Uh, audience, did he or did he not? Give me a call. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go back to 1863. Okay. All right? There's a group of prospectors. They were headed toward the Yellowstone River and instead came upon a party of the Crow tribe, and they were re- forced to return back to what they call Bannock, Montana. And in 1863, a guy named Bill Fairweather and Henry Edgar discovered gold near what is called Alder Creek. Now, what they did is they camped there for the night, and they went down to the creek to uh, get water for the horses and for them, and they found gold nuggets just sitting in the stream, in this wow. Alder Gulch. Wow. Just, And they loaded up with gold, as much as they could carry, in their saddlebags and whatever. Well, and then they went into Bannock, okay? Now, this is where... They all make this mistake, okay? They could not keep the site a secret, and they were followed on the return to the gold site. And obviously, a mining district was set up uh, to make rules about individual gold claims. Why were the early guys like that so stupid by going into a bar or whatever and saying, Well, I found it right there. I would have given them a complete different location. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. They, well, I think uh, they may have imbibed in a little... Uh, uh, Root beer or something. You, you know. don't say. I, they could have. On the longest main street in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, within weeks, Virginia City was a boom town of thousands of prospectors and fortune seekers in the midst of the gold rush. And, you know, it was kind of a remote region. You've driven through there. Uh, and actually, it was part of Idaho Territory. But there was uh, no law enforcement or justice, with the exception of you know the miners' courts. The miners usually set up a court in these, because that was the only law. So in late 1863, the great wealth, the lack of the justice system, and travel, which is kind of dangerous, there arose kind of a criminal element, which always does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, Especially robbery and murder along the trails and roads to the region. I mean, uh, you hear time and time again, some guy made a a find, and he's robbed and killed. So anyway, so the road agents or the robbers uh, became known, uh, were ultimately responsible for up to 100 deaths in the region in one year. Oh, my 100. goodness. And this resulted in the formation of the Vigilante Committee of Alder Gulch and the infamous Montana Vigilantes. And you've heard of them. I have. So, anyway, up to 15 of these robbers, or road agents, they called them, were hanged by the Vigilantes in December 1863 and January 1864, including the sheriff of Bannock, Montana, an alleged leader of the road gang. His name was Henry Plummer. So... I've heard of the Henry Plummer yeah, gang. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he was the sheriff, supposedly, but was helping himself. Bad dude. Yeah. Anyway, Mont- uh, the Montana Territory was organized out of existing Idaho Territory. So, and Montana's first public school was actually in Virginia City. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you go into Virginia City, folks, here's what I'm going to tell you. Just park your car. Walk up. There's boardwalks on both sides uh, of the street. You just walk up and down the streets, and there'll be some stores, like for ice cream or food. And then every so often there'll be a an old uh, building, or that you just walk in and you can see like a printing press. Like uh, now, this is the original. Yeah, really. Yeah, and so, but they they've been kind of restored so that people can walk in there and look at it. And yeah. there's things to read. Uh, there was a fellow there by the name of Matt that was giving stagecoach rides on a real stagecoach and uh so we did that and you know after i think that's the first time i've actually been in a stagecoach for a ride i would suggest sometimes if you want to have a real thrill get up on top and go for a ride <laughs> yeah it was not real smooth yeah but 
So anyway, uh, as, you, as you walk up and down the street, you're going to see a lot of cool things. Uh, they have a small museum there in Virginia City. Go in there. And <laughs> actually, there was an outlaw that was hung that had a club foot. Okay? <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this, do no, you? No, I have no clue. Okay, well, he was hung, and they cut off his club foot. Why? And they put it in the museum. They put his foot in the museum? <laughs> yeah. What a gruesome bunch. I know, I know. And Well, when I was there, somehow or another, somebody had gotten to him, and they had taken it out. And I mean, maybe they buried it with the rest of him. But that was clear back in the 1800s. But it actually was saved. Yeah, in, in the museum. So, what did the guy do? I, he was, I don't know, a robber, an outlaw of some Club foot, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, in the 1940s, there's uh, people by the name of Charles of Sue Bovey began buying the town. And the ghost town of Virginia City began to be restored in the 50s, 1950s. And most of the city is now owned by the state government and is a national historic monument, really? landmark. Uh, again, these open-air museums of nearly 300 structures, old, old houses and businesses, and about half were built before 1900. So they're, they're just... Pretty much like they were. And as you go in, like I said, there's plaques and there's things to read so you know what that building was. In fact, one of them, uh, they had an exposed beam, okay? Exposed beam. In the, in the, in the ceiling, okay? Yeah. And the reason it's exposed is because that's where they hung six guys that were outlaws. Really? They took them in this, you know, usually you think of hanging outside by a tree. Yeah. Well, this was inside this building, and they gave them in the option of either, uh, you know, uh, we'll stand on the soapbox and we'll kick it out from under you, or we'll just lift you up and just strangle you. No kidding. Kind of a gruesome thing, yeah. anyway. But you can actually take your kids and go gold panning. Really? They, they actually have a place where you can do Wasn't that. Wasn't there something up there, and I don't mean to sound distasteful, but you had it on this program years ago about a two-story outhouse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just. Not, I'm not surprised that you remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now that's in Nevada City. Okay, so after you... my mind <laughs> never quits working. I know. So you continue. Uh, don't stop. I mean, after you've been to uh, uh, what is it, Virginia City, then continue about another two or three miles, and you come to Nevada City, and that's where this you pay to go in, and that's where all these buildings and that double-decker outhouse. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. not exactly sure how it worked, and I'm scared to pursue it. And I didn't go in. I see. So, But anyway, in the 1880s, uh, this was one of the richest gold strikes in the Rocky Mountain. Uh, it's uh, Nevada City was, again, it was like Virginia City, 1863. Uh, and then this Alder Gulch, they uh, eventually in... About 1896, they put a, a dredge in there. And you know what a yeah. big dredge. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of ruins the, the, the countryside. But you really can't see much of that now. I see. But the dredge was dismantled. It's not there anymore. Uh, and I know we're running out of time. We are, but I wish we had more. I well, want to go back to the two-story. <laughs> okay, get this up. Uh, the, uh, let me see here. The first stampede of miners reached this. Alder Gulch is... All these towns together. Yeah. 
Virginia City, Nevada City. Yeah. But uh, and the population went to over ten thousand in less than three months. There was ten thousand people up there. Yeah, in wow. in less than three months. So they were really? living in dugouts and under overhanging rocks and cabins that hadn't been built. Wow. But the diggings were the richest gold placer deposits ever discovered, and in three years, thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars was really? taken. And actually, I've heard. Is there still gold there today? I don't. I would guess there's got to be some. You know, they're yeah. just harder to find. But they they claim that they took over a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars worth out of there. Wow. Okay. Now, uh, I was going to talk. I know we're about out of time. Uh, I've only got a minute left. Okay. Let me just tell you a real quick story. I was going to okay. tell you about real fast. Henry Plummer. Of course, I can't find the papers now. I know. You're no, so organized in that puddle of water over there. I got there. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. The story goes that there was a guy by the name of Bummer Dan. Uh-huh. Bummer Dan was begging drinks in the saloons in 1863 until, because uh, uh, he... Didn't and he did some mining, a little bit of mining. Well, Dan protested that all the claims were taken. Well, what happened was the his buddy said, "We're not going to let you uh, buy any more drinks unless you go out and do some mining." Right. So they took him out and they said, "You know, nothing good is left." And so they took him out and they he said, "Just start right here." So he started digging and lo and behold, Dan found one of the best gold deposits. He sold the claim. He made a tailor suit with a secret pocket. He got on the next stage out of town, and on the way out, some outlaws robbed him and took all the money he had. No kidding. <laughs> Poor old Bummer Dan. <laughs> Bummer Dan. Bummer Dan. You know what? Let, let's kind of continue this a little bit next week. It sounds to me like you and your family had a really nice time. Oh, we time. did. You know, really I, good time. I wanted to tell you a little bit about Quake Lake. and Let's get into that so next week So maybe we can talk about bit. that. Yeah. Bit. Okay. Doctor History, you outdid yourself. And I know it wasn't the most pleasant weather, but uh, you still had fun. Oh, we always have a good time up there, yeah. Good. Family Excellent friends. job today. Thank you. Doctor History.